Hi, I'm Carlene, and this is Diva Tonight. Hi, I'm Carlene, and this is Diva Tonight. We have a special guest on the show. She is a TED Talk speaker, also expert in post-betrayal transformation, and her focus is all things helping her clients. So Debbie, can you introduce yourself? Let us know what you do exactly. Sure. I'm the founder and CEO of the PBT, which stands for Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. And it's the only space, online space to physically, fully and physically heal, physically, mentally, emotionally from the betrayal of a family member, partner, friend, coworker, self. Getting right to it. Where are you located? Are you, because it says you told me that you live in New York and San Diego. I do. Well, I have four kids. Three of them are in San Diego. So I bounce back and forth between the two. Okay. That's great. I listened to your TED talk and it was great. Which one? The one on the betrayal, laying the foundation for transformation. Oh, so yeah, I did too. One is stop sabotaging yourself. And the other is, do you have post-betrayal syndrome? Yes, that's the one. Okay. So tell me, what does someone who has been betrayed look like? Well, it depends what stage of healing they're in. If you saw the talk, you heard I... Uh, of course, had my own betrayals. You know, you don't study something like betrayal unless you're struggling with it. And um, dove into a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. While I was there, I did a study on betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? What happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries. One of them, to answer your question, is that there's this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And you know, we have a quiz on the site to see to what extent people are struggling easily. 25,000 people have taken it. So the range in what they look like really truly depends on what they've done to move through it. Because many people just, they absolutely stay stuck. And that's even common to one of the other discoveries was that there are actually five stages we'll go through. If we are to fully heal, most people get stuck in what's known as stage three. Transformation doesn't even happen till stage four and five. You said there's different stages of betrayal, the symptom itself. So do you find that people who are dealing with this, sometimes they've had trauma in their life and that's why they feel betrayed because the person wasn't there to protect them? Well, betrayal definitely is a type of trauma. But I define betrayal as the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. You know, every relationship has them. And the way it works with betrayal is the more we trusted and the more we depended on that person, the bigger the betrayal. So for example, a child who completely depends on that parent and the parent does something awful, that's going to have a different impact than let's say your best friend, you know, telling your secret, still a betrayal, different amount of cleanup. Yeah. And the TED talk you were talking about the typical person as she can't sleep, drinks lots of alcohol, mm-hmm. caffeine is anxious, feeling heartbreak and sadness. And those are some of the signs, obviously it could be the signs of other things, but once you figure out that you're stuck, what do you feel is the the stepping stones to getting ahead? So often within the PBT Institute, we'll see somebody who we have men and women, but let's take a woman. She's um, it's very common. You know, she's struggling with her sleep. So she uh, maybe takes something to help her sleep or have has a glass of wine or two. And then she's exhausted, you know, the next day. So she needs something to help her get some energy. So she'll use sugar and caffeine for energy. 
So with that, it's like a false energy. You know, she's also putting on weight from, let's say, the sugar. Then there's brain fog. There's all kinds of other things. And then she's anxious. She's frustrated. She's struggling. And she still has to manage her work, her kids, whatever else is going on in her life. So it's a lot to move through because with betrayal, this was the person or these were the people that gave us a sense of safety and security. So when this is the person, these are the people to shatter that sense of safety and security. It's a lot, it's a lot to move through. But most people, like I said, they get stuck in that stage, that stage three. I map them all out in trust again. It's what we teach within the Institute. But if you want me to go through the five stages, you know, I can do that. Do you think that will help like someone who's dealing with betrayal? Like my show is about the relationships that we have with our friends and our family. I think what you talk about is so important because it affects everyone. Not every single person has dealt with this kind of situation. But I mean, if you are in that situation where, you know, you've been in a relationship and someone has betrayed you and you feel like you can't trust them, it obviously makes it harder to trust other people too. Like you, you hold back, right? Well, you, you know, that's a normal instinct. And, but what people, and, and with betrayal, it it shatters trust. And what happens is it's so trust is so foundational. It's not even that we just don't trust the betrayer. We don't trust ourselves because we're like, well, I'm a bright person. How did I not see? How did I not know? And then we don't trust other people because we say, well, if I can't trust the person closest to me, how can I possibly trust these other people? So trust, which is absolutely foundational, gets shattered. The mistake is this is so painful and so uncomfortable. So very often we just want to trust again. But if there's a four-step trust rebuilding process that I teach and I map it out again, that too, in trust again. And when we don't do that and we just we don't do the other stages and we just rush to trusting in others again, it doesn't work. It backfires every single time. So, I mean, I can go through that too, if you'd like, whatever would serve your audience. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, the five stages would help you to go over that because you said people get stuck at stage three and I'm interested in that to know what stage three is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, uh, what I saw with each study participant, me too, is a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. So it looks like we're really good at thinking and doing not really paying attention to the feeling and being. But anyway, if a table only has two legs, easy for that table to topple over, that's us. And stage two. Stage two is the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the shock. D-Day, Discovery Day. And this is where we've ignited the stress response. This is the breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. So the body starts to break down because now we've ignited the stress response. We're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Our mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. This makes no sense. We can't wrap our mind around what we just learned. And our worldview is shattered. That's our mental model, the rules of the world. Don't go here. This person's safe. Don't trust that person, right? And in a moment, every rule you've ever known is gone. And a new, you know, a new worldview hasn't been formed yet. It's terrifying. But if the, and it's, it's really where the bottom bottoms out on you. But if the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive. That's stage three survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical of all of the stages. If you can't help me get out of my way, how can I survive this experience? Who can I trust? Where do I go? How do I feed my kids? Like it's that practical, but here's the trap. And this is why we get stuck because stage three, once you figure out how to survive, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. You start making this home and a few things start happening. You have no idea there's a stage four and stage five. You think this is it. So the first thing is you start getting uh, these benefits, small self benefits, you get your story, 
You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You get a target for your anger. You get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to. And then you start planting even deeper roots. And then the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not all that. Maybe you deserved it. Deeper roots. And then because like energy attracts like energy now, because you're here, you're not supposed to stay here long, but you don't know that. Because you're here, now you're calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards you to confirm, yep, I guess this is where I belong. It gets worse. I'll get you out of here, though. Because it feels so bad, but you have no idea there's anything better for you, right here is where you start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy to numb yourself from what's really uncomfortable to feel or face. So you do that for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years out and say, you know what, that drinking you're doing or that emotional eating you're doing or that numbing in front of the TV you're doing. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they'd say, that happened 20 years ago. Doesn't matter. They're stuck in that stage three. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So that's why that's the most common place to get stuck. Anyway, if you're ready to let go, willing to let go of those small self benefits, grieve, bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo my betrayal, but I can control what I do with it. And, and I always use the example of if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, your stuff's not there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. And when you're in that mental space, you're starting to turn down the stress response. So you're not healing just yet, but you're not causing the massive damage you were causing in stage two and stage three. Also think about it. If you were to move, you don't take everything with you, right? You don't take the stuff that doesn't represent the version of you you want to be in that new space. And what I saw was if your friends weren't there for you, right here's where you've outgrown them. You don't take them with you. If they're you know, not supportive and the, who you need as you're transforming. People say to me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. Anyway, when you're in this mental place and you're making it okay, you're making it home, you move into the fifth most beautiful place. And this is a stage and this is healing, rebirth, and the new worldview. So the body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. Now you do. Your mind, you're making new rules, new boundaries based on everything you've been through. And you have a new worldview based on your whole experience. And the four legs of the table in the beginning, it was just the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. You know, it's interesting. We're talking about betrayal, post-betrayal transformation, but it's interesting because we've been dealing with this pandemic and it's mm -hmm. kind of like, a, like you said, a new normal, like you're trying to figure things out, like, and people are losing friends and all these things are happening because I don't know, we have different views, like not it, our, it, our friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a great point because it's so true. And we're seeing if you can, because a lot of people are feeling betrayed by life, like by, by their, you know, their job, their, you know, finance, they're feeling betrayed all over the place, right? And you see the people who are stuck in that stage three, use it for, for you know, to talk about just the, this whole time period in life. Some of them refuse, you know, they're like, no, 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 this, uh, uh, I'm, I'm kicking and screaming the whole way, right? And then there are the ones who are like, okay, it's a different world now. And they've moved to stage four. So you see, you know, clearly there are like, I mean, I speak to people all the time and some of them are like, you know, the COVID was the worst thing. And, and granted, listen, I had it. I've lost friends and family members and 
I'm not minimizing it at all. But some people are like, it's the worst thing. COVID-15, I gained all this weight. I'm not social. I'm not this. I'm not that. You know, and where other people are saying, well, you know, it gave me a chance to clean out my house and connect on FaceTime and Zoom more than ever. It's like, those are the people who moved to stage four. The other ones are stuck. The one thing that you brought up is a tornado destroys your house. And this is in the TED Talk. And the mom loses everything like her house. And I think some people can relate to this, like if their house was on fire or they they have to start all over again. And with that situation, you have either two ways to go about it. Right. And you touch on that, which is rebuilding is always a choice, which is something you say. And it's, it's true. I think even with COVID, like you just said, there's a choice with this pandemic. We have to either adjust to what's going on or we're going to be stuck, right? That's it. The analogy you're talking about, and I talk about it in that TED Talk, do you have post-betrayal syndrome? I give the analogy of a house where resilience, the difference between resilience and transformation, resilience is restoring and, and bringing back. Like, let's say, you know, using the analogy of a house, let's say the house needs a paint job and you paint, that would be resilience. You're bringing it back. Let's say it needs a roof. You get a roof. That's resilience. Here's trauma and transformation. A tornado comes by and levels the house. Like a new paint job's not going to fix it. A new roof's not going to fix it. You have every right, though, to stand there at the lot where your house once stood and said, say, this is the worst thing. Most terrible, horrible, awful, tragic thing that's ever happened. And you'd be right. And if you brought everybody over to look, they'd all agree. And you don't have to do anything. However, those are the, you know, the, there are some people who are just kicking and screaming and mourning the loss of, of their house. However, if you choose to, why would you build the same house? There's nothing there, right? Why not give it everything the old house didn't have? Why not make it whatever, you know, give it everything, make it better, make it more beautiful, whatever that is to you. That's the opportunity with betrayal. Everything's been leveled. The old you, the old relationship, the old whoever the other person is, the best case scenario, death and destruction of the old in order to rebirth the new. At the very least, If reconciliation isn't anything on your mind, anything you're interested in, at the very least, the old version of you is gone. You get to create a new identity. You leave behind what no longer serves. You take what you love and you create a version of you so healthy, so whole, so healed, so strong that never would have been able to show up had that not happened. You shared a lot. And I think what I would like you to do is if anyone feels like they need a little help and they're stuck, Mm -hmm. how can they connect with you? Yeah. You know, the best thing for them to do is take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent you're struggling. I think you just find that the PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, the PBT institute.com forward slash quiz. Oh, that's great. Okay. That's great. So this is Dr. Debbie Silber. I appreciate you sharing your words of wisdom with me. It's amazing. Like you said, we've been able to connect with so many people through this and maybe we can have you back to talk about other ways to help with our struggles. That'd be great. Sounds good. All right. Thank thank you so much. Hi, I'm Carlene and this is Diva Tonight. We have a featured guest, Tyler Del Pino. He will be performing in the end. Your train's arrived, now where's it go? Your heart's alive, still time to grow. The world's got its rules and it don't add up. So go where you go. We roll through life and wish for more. Forget it sits outside your door The search for love, the quest for gold Is how 
happiness a tale we're told the world's got its rules and it don't add up so do what you can never count on luck yeah you hope and you pray that you've done enough in the mess of it And this is Diva. Tonight we have for you a new artist. Her name is R. Shelley. You can find her on Instagram and you can find her on Facebook. And her video is also on YouTube. We are featuring new artists this season. This is When We Were Young by R. Shelley. Hey, you. It's been a long, long time since I've seen you. I hope you're doing fine I hope that soon we'll be together I know this thing will last forever Just gotta remember Remembering the laughs and all the silly faces 
the different sites and all the different places Looking at a photograph of memories we made when we were young Hey friend, sometimes it can get bad Just know I'll end, I'll end Carlene, and this is Diva Tonight. 